the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So, Senator J.D. Vance, so I like saying that because I don't have to say Senator Tim Ryan, was on Tucker Carlson last night. And uh, J.D. was um, as struck by our Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg's comments yesterday as I was, uh, to refresh your memory. Uh, Here's what Pete Buttigieg was talking about yesterday before he was shamed last night into talking about the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing doing the good-paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Oh, yes. We need uh, intersectionality brought to our construction crews because obviously a bridge isn't, you know, anti-racist enough if it is built by uh, too many white construction workers. So here was J.D. Vance uh, responding to Mayor Pete's wokeism. If you listen to Secretary Buttigieg today, uh, that they are focused more on whether we have too many white men in construction jobs than he is on the fundamentals of his job, which is ensuring we have a viable transportation infrastructure in this country. And unfortunately, my constituents in East Palestine have been some of the main victims of the fact that we have failing infrastructure in our country, again, after spending tons of money in an effort to actually fix it. So the problem we have is that we are ruled by unserious people who are worried about fake problems instead of the real fact that our country is falling apart in some of the most important ways. The Environmental Protection Agency. Oh, sorry about that. Now, uh, one of the uh, more woke Ohio elected officials from the past, Nina Turner, uh, would you would think be fully on board with Pete Buttigieg talking about not enough minority construction workers, but she's more concerned about what's going on in East Palestine, Ohio. So last night, Nina Turner tweeted about Pete Buttigieg not saying a word about the East Palestine train derailment. And shortly after that, Pete Buttigieg issued a tweet saying that I continue to be concerned about, well, don't you have to at least be initially concerned in order to continue to be concerned? Because he hadn't said anything about it since it had happened. So he's playing catch up on this, which is curious. Somebody who's so invested in the danger of climate change, you would think would be heavily concerned about poisonous cancer-causing gases pouring into the atmosphere, particularly in an area like East Palestine, because it's going to waft its way to Pittsburgh and, you know, east and south and all kinds of directions, depending on which way the wind blows. And I'm sure there are a lot of uh, really impoverished, disadvantaged, oppressed people in those areas that Pete Buttigieg supposedly spends his life being extremely concerned about. 
Uh, J.D. Vance is concerned about what might be happening to the water table in and around East Palestine. I think that the entire country, the media complex, the leaders of this country have decided to disregard the people of East Palestine. If you look at the way that this yeah. story has been covered, if it's been covered at all, it's about how, you know, there are, there are poor people in East Palestine who have been victimized by this disaster. Well, of course that's true, but you want journalists asking tough questions about what's going on. You want to know, for example, what level of vinyl chloride is actually acceptable in the water? I've been trying to get an answer to that question for days. I haven't been able to get an answer to it. Why is vinyl chloride being or showing up in the Ohio River in West Virginia and Cincinnati, hundreds of miles away from where this accident took place? There are a lot of questions, and we don't, unfortunately, have a media that's actually interested in asking those questions and answering them. Uh, no, we do not. Because why? I don't know. And that's why I was kind of curious yesterday when all the reports coming out about, hey, this is a really dire situation, were coming from alternative news sites. And I was even trying to research these news sites to find out if they were credible because some of them definitely are and some of them may not be. I didn't want to give you bad information, but I think what is clear now is that now that we're finding out that there were actually more toxic chemicals released in this train derailment, and now that we know that some of these toxic chemicals have been detected in the Ohio River. Well, that certainly commands or should command our attention. And then, of course, there are the anecdotal stories. Here is a gentleman by the name of Nathan Velez uh, speaking yesterday to a news program of some sort or the other about his own individual experience just being in and around this area. I was here five minutes and I had a head, I have a headache right now. You can't spend a lot of time here without feeling like crap. And my question is why, if it's okay, if it's safe and all these people say it's safe, if it's so safe and okay, then why does it hurt? That's a fair question. That's a fair question for him to ask. Now, vinyl chloride is the chemical that they were most concerned about. That's the one they did the controlled burn on. They try to release it in small doses into a trench. They light the trench, and when they lit the trench, you saw what happened, right? The humongous cloud of black smoke. They acknowledge that the air quality in East Palestine was worse than the air quality in Los Angeles. And given all the craziness that comes out of Los Angeles, you know what kind of debilitating impact that air quality can have on your thought processes connecting accurately. But now there are those who say that eh, the danger was initial and it's not so much anymore because the wind dissipates it. I wouldn't want to hang my hat on that. I really wouldn't. Initially, the Ohio Emergency Management Agency insisted on evacuations because the air was so toxic. They said that anyone who lived there and breathed in the fumes risked dying or suffering grave injuries such as skin burns and lung damage. So if that's the initial concern, am I to believe, are the people of East Palestine to believe, that going back a couple days later, all danger is removed? Does that seem plausible? It doesn't seem plausible to me, maybe just because I'd be viewing it through the prism of What's the worst thing that could happen? And if the worst thing could happen is death, I'm thinking if I come back a couple of days later, uh, I might not die. But 
We just heard the lady in the first segment talking about her chickens. Her chickens are dead. So, again, the problem is, much like the shooting down of the weird, still unknown objects, we still don't know. We still don't know, really, what these objects were that were shot down over northern Alaska, the Yukon, which is east of Alaska, and over Lake Huron. When were they shot down? Late Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. We still don't have clarity on what those objects were. I found out yesterday, watching special report last night, Brett Baer reports, that the object over Lake Huron, we had to shoot it down with not one, but two Sidewinder missiles. Why? Because the first one didn't do the job? No, the first one missed. The first one missed. Now, are you like me under the impression that our pilots are so good at this kind of stuff that if they're shooting at something and they, maybe I've watched too much, too many Top Gun Maverick movies. Once they get missile lock, there's no missing involved. And weren't we told that this item didn't have propulsion abilities, that it was just floating out there in the atmosphere? We're not sure what it was, which I can't understand that. It's just floating over Lake Huron, but we don't know what it is. We can't fly near it. Oh, well, the jets are going too fast. Okay, do we have any planes that fly slower? <laughs> like, like, wouldn't you go off and look at this thing? Ah, oh, it might be too dangerous. They might shoot us back. Okay, all right, I'll submit to that. In that case, if it's that dangerous and you want to shoot it with a missile, hit it! Don't miss it! And here's the other question. Where's that missile? We shot a Sidewinder missile. Total cost $400,000. Not that we're keeping track. We shot a Sidewinder missile and missed a supposedly floating object over Lake Huron, which, by the way, they still won't tell us what shape it is. Stand by for John Kirby's answer on what do you know about the object shot down over Lake Huron? On on Sunday, what do you know about it? Not much. Still no answers from our intelligence officials, so-called, or our president about the three, not one, not two, but three unidentified objects. They're unidentified objects. I'm not saying they're UFOs. I'm not saying they're little green men. In fact, the government yesterday said they are not little green men. They are not aliens. What are they? We don't know. Well, how do you know they're not aliens if you don't know? And I'm not alien guy. I got into an argument on air years ago with a former on-air partner who his fondest dream was to get backstage access to, uh, what is that place in New Mexico? Roswell, New Mexico. He just couldn't, he was convinced we were keeping little green men alive in Roswell, New Mexico. Um, so anyway, we don't know what these things are. We can't tell you what shape they are. And we've been told they're just they were just floating 20,000 feet in the air. But now I'm reading that the item shot down over Lake Huron on Sunday is believed to be the same item that was <laughs> detected late Saturday night over Montana. That U.S. fighter jets could not locate at the time. Huh? We have, I think, 
I've been told, I've deluded myself into believing, the most sophisticated weapon systems in the world, right? Like Zelensky can't wait to get all our fancy weapon systems. And they couldn't locate this object? It's over Montana. It's not over New York. It's not like it was a wash in other commercial air flights at 20,000 feet. Our fighter jets couldn't find it over Montana. And the next day it's over Lake Huron, but it doesn't have propulsion capabilities? Boy, there must have been some big winds over Montana on Saturday night. They blew it all the way to Lake Huron by Sunday. Listen to this Pentagon statement. Based on its flight plan, flight path and data, we can reasonably connect this object to the radar signal picked up over Montana, which flew in proximity to sensitive Department of Defense sites. Did you know this? I didn't know this. We had the Chinese spy balloon. We thought it flew over all over nuclear sites. Now they're telling us that the item over Lake Huron was over Montana. They couldn't find it. Then it's Sunday over Lake Huron. When they find it, they fire a Sidewinder missile. I was wrong on the cost. It's not 400000 It's 472000 And they missed it. They missed it. So it's got the ability to not be detected. The fighter jets couldn't find it. It's got the ability to, what, stop giving off heat because a Sidewinder missile is a heat-seeking missile. Or it's got the ability to avoid a Sidewinder missile. And they shot it down over Lake Huron because it would be easier to find, is what we were told yesterday by John Kirby, and they haven't found it yet. Do you believe that? Do you believe they haven't found it yet? Do you believe they're not telling us what they found? Again, when you go down this road of lying to us about Kirby and all these other things, then we get into a mindset where whatever you tell us, we don't believe it, or we have reason to question it. Here's the question to John Kirby yesterday about this item shot down over Lake Huron. Listen carefully to what he doesn't say. Listen really carefully to this question and answer. Can you tell us anything more about this octagonal object? How big was it? We're still trying to assess uh, what what that was. I'm not going to get into a description. I've, I've seen the press reports about what, what it looked like. Um, I, I think we all need to be humble here in, in terms of what our ability is to positively identify stuff from fighter aircraft that are going several hundred miles an hour past essentially, in terms of relative motion, a stationary object um, that was not very big. Um, so we don't know what this exactly looked like. And again, we're still not sure exactly what, what, it, what the purpose of it was or who owned it. That doesn't make me feel very good. I thought I read somewhere in the last day or so that the first one that fell into the ocean... Yeah, in Myrtle South Beach. That's the big spy balloon. Three, yeah, it was supposed to be th- size three, of three buses, city buses. Yeah. Right, and that these last two or three were yeah. about the size of a car. Small car, I yeah. was told. Small That's car. what I heard. Yeah, I heard read. that too, but I don't know if But this... I don't know why he's not referencing that as a, the size. Okay, so is it the size of a small car, all three? Or is it the size of a small car like over Each Alaska or one. over the Yukon? Or in Lake Huron? It sounds to me like they have no details on this one in Lake Huron. Listen, to the, here, what he, here's what he said. We're still trying to assess what it was. We have to be humble in our ability to identify stuff. In other words, we don't know what it is. This is a day later. He said this yesterday afternoon. It's a stationary object, not very big. Well, it's obviously not a stationary object if it was over Montana on, on, on Sunday, and it's over Lake Huron on Monday, 
or so, I know it's over Montana Saturday over Lake Huron Sunday. It's not a stationary object. We don't know what it was or its purpose. Man, this this does not sound good for our military. And I'm not saying it doesn't sound good for our country. Our military is the arm of our country that's supposed to know this stuff and be on top of this stuff. I'm trying to get an answer on the missed sidewinder. Yeah. I'm checking with a friend of mine that Where's that go? I'm trying to see do they detonate it? You know, if it misses, do they detonate it in the air so that it just the heat seeking missile? I hope I, I, I don't know. I'm asking. Nice. It was fairly nice on Sunday. I hope nobody out there in <laughs> Lake Huron was grilling out. Right. <laughs> oh, what do we got incoming? Yeah. Yikes. Uh now, today, this morning, the latest inflation numbers are out. And guess what happened in January? The consumer price index went up. That's right. Inflation increased in January a half of a percentage point. Whoops-a-daisy. Joe Biden told us, see, everything's fine. It's coming down. Our economic program is working. Everything's fantastic. Uh, Not so much. At this rate, the big guy is going to need 15% to be able to afford bread and milk and eggs and gas. Consumer Price Index released by the Bureau of Labor Statistics Tuesday morning showed prices rose a half a percent in the first month of the year and 6.4% on an annual basis. Yes, that is more than three times the accepted rate of 2% annual inflation. But eh, it's fine. His thing is working. Everything's working great. Can we spend some more money? we have any more money to spend? Can we tax people, get more money to spend more money on things? Unbelievable. So I'm not at all happy about what I'm hearing here from John Kirby and the Pentagon on the shootdown of these items. Here's uh, on oh, one of my favorites, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy. If anybody can bring some humorous perspective to this, it is Louisiana's Senator John Kennedy. If you are confused, you understand the situation perfectly. Ten, ten days ago, we were led to believe that our skies are clear. And now all of a sudden we've got uh, spy balloons and unidentified objects raining down on us like confetti. I've listened to a lot of folks go on your show and others and talk about what's going on. But the truth is, I don't think anybody except the members of the Intelligence Committee know Jack. Um, and that's kind of where we are, but the American people deserve to know what's going on. Yeah. But if the president's not coming out, is that because they don't know or because they do know and they're afraid to tell us or because they're afraid he'll come out and give away some secret that he's not smart enough to keep under wraps? Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.